So I didn't actually put that a, a common mistake people make is their offer itself. Obviously that does play into it. Like if your offer is not speaking to your audience's pain, frustration, desires, and actually solving or helping them achieve those things, then that's gonna be a deeper rooted issue. But a lot of times what I do see is that the offer itself is good, but they lack the way to talk about it. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 561. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be interesting because I am recording this episode post Costa Rica um, and an absolutely life-changing week. And I don't just say that because it's like, oh my God, it was life-changing. You know how people sometimes do after events or retreats, like genuinely, I am not the same person I was seven days ago. And I'm so excited to share more. I am in the process right now of like integration and bringing back everything um, from last week into now who I am and how what that means for my life, my business, my family. And I'm excited to share. But I am going to bet that I'm going to sound different today than I did recording the first two episodes of this series before I left because every single person in my life has told me that I look different, that my energy is different. I just got on one of my team huddle calls and someone hadn't seen me yet and they sent me a private message and they were like, oh my God, like, is this weird? But you look completely different. You literally look different. Your energy is completely different. So um, I'm excited to share that with you guys, but we're going to finish up this series and I'm going to continue to kind of process, integrate, let my thoughts settle, and I'll probably do a specific episode on it. I don't know yet. We'll see. Um, okay. So this is episode three of this week's series, which is top marketing mistake series. And I'm theming each day as a specific mistake related to your marketing. And then the last day we'll do marketing in general and like a big, from a bigger picture. So today's episode is about your sales conversion, converting leads and traffic to sales and the biggest mistakes that everybody usually makes as it relates to this. So if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, we talked about your brand awareness, your visibility, your content strategy, and then we talked about your lead generation strategy yesterday, and then today is sales. And tomorrow is a very important one, is optimization. When things aren't working, how to get them working, how to get them working better and more. So, all right, I have five total mistakes to share today. And I think with my content, one of the changes I feel is like, I feel like this is going to be really good. Actually, you know what? My content was really, really, it's always been good. Of course, I wouldn't put out something that's not good. But the week before I went to Costa Rica, the two episodes that I released were super powerful. I got a lot of messages from you guys about those episodes um, and they just really landed well. And the reason I think they were so good is that before going to Costa Rica, I was spending this week implementing a practice of doing nothing for 30 minutes. And both of the podcast episodes that I recorded literally came through to me in that time. And so Costa Rica really amplified that space, that space of 
uh, the feminine energy of, of creativity, of flow, of ease, of like your inner wisdom. And so as I was creating the outline for today's episode, I was like, oh, easy. Yes, this, this. So I'm excited for this. All right, you guys, there's five mistakes. Let's dive in. The first mistake that most people make in their sales conversion is lacking powerful messaging as it relates to your audience's pain, frustrations, and desires. This is a very simple one, but I couldn't leave it out because majority of the time when something is not converting, when you are getting leads and you are getting traffic, which means you've solved those first two issues or you've plugged any holes or gaps that are in your marketing strategy as it relates to generating traffic and generating leads. And now those are not converting to sales. If that is happening, almost always there is room for improvement or a big gap slash problem in your actual messaging. So in the way that you are talking about your offer, in the way that you are connecting your offer to your audience's pain, frustrations, and desires, those three things always come back to it. We talked about it as it related in lead generation. Like it's also important in the front end messaging because it's important everywhere, but definitely in the sales conversion because people are not going to make a buying decision if they are not emotionally connected to doing so because they believe it will solve their pain, it will solve their frustration, or it'll help them achieve their desire. And it's really simple. You got to understand those three things on a very, very, very deep level. And then you have to speak to those things and genuinely solve those things with your offer. So I didn't actually put that a, a common mistake people make is their offer itself. Obviously, that does play into it. Like if your offer is not speaking to your audience's pain, frustration, desires, and actually solving or helping them achieve those things, then that's going to be a deeper rooted issue. But a lot of times what I do see is that the offer itself is good, but they lack the way to talk about it. So a lot of people make the mistake of talking about the what. Like here is my offer. It contains this module and this module and this coaching or here's the ingredients label or like here's the what. Like here's the title. Here's the, the list but they don't connect that to what actually matters to their audience because I don't care how many modules or how many coaching calls or what the structure is or what your offer is made of if I don't understand what it's going to do for me, right? That's what I care about. So your job when you are selling is to connect that for your audience. Don't make them make the connection because they're not going to. Literally, the job of a sales conversion strategy and converting leads and traffic to sales is making that connection. Here is the solution. Here is why you need it. Okay? So that's the first mistake. The second mistake also has to do with messaging, and that is not speaking to your audience the way they talk and using their language based on where they are right now. This is a very, very common mistake people make. Because a lot of people, not every entrepreneur, but a lot of people at one point were their ideal customer or really understood their ideal customer because it was a family member or a close friend or they had some connection to it. Not every entrepreneur's story is, is related to this, but for a lot of people, they go on the journey that they go on because at one point they understood the problem 
or the desire and there wasn't the right solution for it. And so they created it. Okay. And so what happens is as you grow your business and as you get deeper and deeper and deeper into it, we all become experts. We all become experts beyond where our ideal customers are because we have to remember they're still in the point of pain, frustration, and need and desire, right? And so if we start talking to them how we would talk with highly technical language or things that they don't understand yet, and it's like a lot of people make this mistake as it relates to like, you really need this. I know you need this. Like, I know you want this, but you need this. And it's like, they don't know that yet, right? You have to speak to what they want using their language. I see this a lot in the health and wellness industry and in more like technical industries. I I could even make this mistake, right? If you, because I live marketing and I live business every day on a very, very deep level and I've created success beyond where a lot of our ideal customers are, I could be talking about problems or assuming that something is too simple or too boring to mention in my sales and marketing language and missing the point and missing the connection with them. So when you look at the way you connect to the previous mistake, the way you connect to their pain, their frustration, their desires, it should literally be using language that your ideal customer would say, that they would say the exact words they would say. Not what you would say, what they would say. And how do you learn that? You ask them. You connect to it. And there is oftentimes, if you've been on my webinar, I do this in the beginning every time where I really connect to your guys' pain, frustration, and desires because I'm building that foundation and that connection and helping you see that I really understand where you're at and I am the one to help you get to the other side of that. And I, every single time I get comments from people in the chat who are like, are you in my head? How are you saying this? Like, this is crazy, right? It's because I have that connection and it's because I'm using their language. So when you look at anywhere you're trying to convert traffic and leads to sales, so this could be your sales page, your email marketing, social posts, ad copy, anywhere you're using sales language, Make sure it is the language that your ideal customer is going to connect with because it's what they would use. We like things that are familiar to us. If we don't understand what is being said to us, we are not going to make a buying decision. Okay? The third biggest mistake that people make is not considering the length and time of their customer journey. This is a huge one. Not considering how long it may take to convert traffic and leads to a sale and not having a long enough experience and an ongoing consistent experience that will convert traffic and leads to sale. So what this could look like is after someone comes into your lead generation funnel, they get maybe their initial four, five emails, and then they don't hear from you. And they never hear from you again for two months until you have something to promote. That's a very common one. This also could look like you focusing all of your energy on getting new people into your sales funnel, new leads and traffic, which yes, is important. It's a part of the formula, but it's not everything. And ignoring all the people that are there, the leads that are in your funnel that have signed up for whatever to come into your world, consumed whatever content and have not bought yet. Those are actually higher quality and warmer leads than anybody knew that you can bring in. 
Now there's a limit to them, which is why we need the new people, right? But we should not just be ignoring the people who are already being, you know, given us their trust to take a step. And so for a lot of us, a huge percentage of our customers are going to come after they've had multiple, multiple touch points with us. So they've seen content, they've gotten emails, they've read some emails, but they've also just seen the subject line and you popped into their mind for a microsecond. They've watched your stories. They have seen your ads. Maybe they didn't even click on your ads. That's going to happen like 30 times, 30 to 50 times before the average person purchases. And understanding that journey means that in your strategy, you have to create an intentional strategy that brings consistency to nurturing those people, the audience and the leads. So that means consistently posting on social media, showing up for your audience, creating content that don't have strings attached. You are creating content to serve your audience. And when it is right, they will purchase from you if you do this right. It means sending out regular emails, valuable emails to your list that are pure value to build relationships, to nurture. It also might mean adding in a much longer nurture sequence. Maybe someone comes in that first four or five emails and then something I teach is a 90-day nurture sequence where they start getting a set of specific nurture emails mixed in with a couple of flash sales or reasons to buy your offer again at day 45 and 60. And the nurturing that you're able to do is then very intentional because what we know we have to do is continue to build trust and help them overcome objections. So we can be really intentional with our nurturing by having content and stories and messaging related to that, overcoming objections, results, proving that your offer is going to help them get results, whatever it is. And so making sure that your customer journey, that your funnel, that your marketing strategy isn't a week long, right? That it's ongoing, it's consistent, and it truly is an experience that can allow someone to have those multiple touch points before becoming a paying customer, okay? So that's mistake number three. Let's move into number four, which is Not having an experience and a strategy that creates ideal customers. I was introduced to this concept early this year by a friend, and I love it. It was something I was doing before, but I love the way that it's it's explained in this way, that this is the job of marketing, because I think so many business owners are so caught up on only wanting to attract somebody who is ready that day to buy their offer. And while that is great, and we do want those people, and there will be a very small percent, maybe one, 2% of the people that we come across to our business that that will fit, but the rest, the 98%, are not going to be in that boat. So to be like, well, I just want less of them. I need to have someone who is ready right now to invest 10K and XYZ. I hear this quite often. Again, I understand the intention behind it, but it's not realistic. And if you want to build a sustainable, successful business, you need to create your marketing strategy to be able to create ideal customers. Because who do you think is going to win? The business who only creates a strategy 
for those 2% of their audience and leads that they attract because it's inevitable that you're going to attract people at different levels of their business, of their health, of their financials, right? Going after those 2% or the business who converts the 2% and takes the other 98% and strategically creates a customer journey that converts that 98% because it turns them into ideal customers through the experience itself. So this could look like a downsell. This could look like a lead magnet tool. This could look like an experience. This is what we want when we have someone sign up for a webinar, when we give someone a PDF download, when we create a downsell, right? Anytime I'm thinking about like this is how Essential was born. My done with you offer, sure, I would love to have you know, 20, 25 new agency clients a month. And we'll probably get there. But in the meantime, I continue to grow a very large audience of podcast listeners, email lists, social media followers, where only a very small percentage were ready for our done-for-you offer. So we created Essential, which is a revenue-generating offer for us, but its main intention is to create those business owners into ideal customers to be ready for the done-for-you offer. Because that's what everybody wants, There's just a good amount of people who aren't ready, whether it's investment, business level, offer success, like they're just not there yet. So the entire experience in Essential is meant to get somebody from the very beginning to successfully selling their offer using paid ads and a a complete marketing strategy. And so everything we did in building that offer was around how do we do that? What do we need to give them? What tools, what trainings, what support? We do the ad copy for you because that was such a big thing. When I created Essential, it was after I had shut down my previous done with you offer about a year and a half ago. And what I learned from that was there was some non-negotiables such as a one-on-one strategy call for us to create your strategy from scratch that we needed to do in order to successfully convert people to go up the ladder from essential to are done for you. And already we have blown it out of the water with the number of essential members that we've moved into our done for you successfully. So look at the job of marketing, not to only limit yourself to go after that person who's in the perfect place right now today to buy your offer. Yes, that's part of it. Again, that is part of the piece to the puzzle. But the other entire part that is going to make you have success beyond where you could even imagine is when you can crack the code on taking somebody who isn't quite ready for your offer and turning them into an ideal customer because you provided value, you provided clarity, you provided what they need to get them to that level. When you can master that, your sales explode because now you're tapping into an entire new section of your existing audience and existing leads. Okay. Number five, this is the last mistake I have, um, is losing the authenticity of the brand by trying to follow a template or a structure and losing who you are and your values and the way you communicate and your strengths and literally why you started your business. Like what makes you different? What are those components of your business's personality and values and messaging and voice that 
are what brought you initial success in generating leads and sales that you then lost when you moved over to the, the sales and the conversion strategy because you maybe got nervous or you felt unqualified or you felt bad for selling. Like a lot of people have um, fear and shame and they feel bad around selling. And I always answer that. I get asked that question sometimes in webinars. I always answer that with, you shouldn't feel bad for something if you truly believe in your offer. Because if you know that your offer is going to serve your ideal customer and solve their problem, solve their frustrations, support them in a desire they have, get them a result, move them to the next level, whatever your promise is with your offer, if you know that, then don't feel bad for selling because they need it, right? They need your offer. So sometimes because people have a lot of shame or fear or embarrassment when it comes to actually selling their offer, and this can sometimes come up on sales calls if you do them or a webinar pitch, um, a place where you actually have to sell, right? Is they lose their own authenticity. They try to follow a template or a script or they, they, they follow a model that somebody else did. And that's why I never, pretty much never, will I create how our team or myself, if it's a VIP client, create somebody's webinar slides or script. And the reason why is because I want to make sure that that person is able to communicate and speak in full authenticity of themselves and who they are in, in alignment with their values. Because if you start saying things that somebody else wrote when you're selling, then you don't really believe what you're saying and it's going to come out that way. There's only one time that we did it for a client recently and I was behind the scenes talking to my team, but I said, you have to make them promise that if we do this and we make these slides for them, because we wrote out the slides, that they will practice this webinar three times before they go and they will change it anywhere it feels off for them because they have to, like, it doesn't matter how perfect we make the messaging on the slides and how perfect we get it. If when someone goes to sell, they don't sound like themselves and they don't sound like they trust what they're saying or it fits what they would normally say and fits their values and the way that they speak and the way that they show up, People will lose trust. So when you do this, what happens is it lacks authenticity and it also loses the connection and trust with your audience. And so if you follow somebody else's template for a sales page without bringing in your own spin, your own flair representing you, or you follow, like I said, a webinar script or a sales call script or something, you will lose yourself in that. Now, it's okay to have templates to start with as a foundation, but you have to take those and make sure you turn them into something powerful as it relates to who you are, okay? So make sure not to get so overwhelmed and afraid and embarrassed or feel shame around sales that around your sales messaging, you follow somebody else who's created success and lose sight of that. The reason why they created success is because they are showing up authentically themselves, fully believing in their values, in alignment with how they would speak, how they would connect, the things that attracted the audience and the leads to them in the first place, whatever that looks like. There are best practices for selling, which relate to the messaging and the things I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, but there's no one-size-fits-all way to do it. So don't lose yourself in it because your audience and your leads will feel that. That creates a lack of trust. That creates a like, wait a second, they don't seem sure about this, so I'm not sure I should be sure about this. Like, I'm not going to, you know, sign up or I'm not going to buy this product. All right. 
So those are the five mistakes. Those are the five mistakes that everybody makes with their sales, their conversion strategy. Again, in in this episode, you're you've got the leads, you've got the traffic, and now at this point, this is where you you make these mistakes in converting those leads and that traffic into sales. I will be back tomorrow um, with the top mistakes people make in their optimization when something isn't working. This one might be my favorite because I think this will make the biggest difference for people. Um, And a lot of people, because I always say marketing always starts when something isn't working because more often than not, that is the experience in the beginning of any marketing strategy because you've got to optimize. And so I'm going to go through the top mistakes people make in that situation. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.